For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Adam Pacman Jones, Solomon Wilcox, Cincinnati Bengals once again are going back to the AFC championship game because they went to Buffalo, Adam. And they took care of business. They had a chip on their shoulder with this one because everybody talking about flipping coins and all. They already selling tickets to an AFC championship game. The league was as if the Bengals were not going to be there. Put some respect on our name. Woo! Put some respect on our name. Right, right. <laughs> we're in this for the long run. We're in this for the long run. Long as we got Joe Burrow, ooh, oh my God, I, we can get back into it. I mean, uh, I, I ain't gonna go too ahead. I mean, too far ahead. I'm gonna let you get back into it. But I'm excited, man. Um, yeah. I've been talking trash all week, and, and I meant everything I said. And our boys went out there and they stood up in day conditions, in the snow, you know, on the road, in the cold. Who cares? <laughs> The you know Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, the Bengals are doing Listen, it wasn't that long ago, uh, 21 days or so, the Cincinnati and Buffalo fans were like this, praying for DeMar Hamlin. And you got the sense we were family. And as soon as this game was going to happen and people started asking, who's the better quarterback, Josh Allen or, um, or, or Joe Burrow, Buffalo Bills fans just lost their mind. They started, they had negative things to say about Burrow, negative things to say about our team. I was like, I thought we were like this. So what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Not only did we go out there and beat them 27 to 10, dude, they didn't know what hit them. It was like a boxing match. We came out, jab, jab, bam, overhand right, bam, overhand right. Next thing you know, we're up 14 to nothing. So Joe, in my mind, Joe Burrow, this was – his greatest game, not statistically, but like a maestro. He played the Buffalo Bills like a heart because without three of his starters on the offensive line, he did all the things you're supposed to do to protect your own line. He ran the ball, and then he got the score up. He got the early lead, early which, lead. which protected him against a pass rush that at the end of the day, they were all stunned. He's literally snatched the heart out of the team and out of the fans in the stadium. They were sitting on their hands the whole game. Yeah, it, it happened so quick to him, Solid. It happened like boom, boom. Like, boom. Oh, 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 my God. He had six different receivers in them first two, three possessions. I mean, he was sharing it to everybody. And your boy Hurst, man, he oh, he came through, boy. To me, and, and I know you, this is – I will agree and say this is by far one of Joe's best games. But I think this is by far – the best game for the, the tight end Hurst because he he played he caught some big catches um yes. during this during this game 
we were sixty percent on third down. Like, like this was this was some good stuff, man. This was some really good stuff, and we got to get Joe Winston, Joe the ball twenty times. I think this might be the first time this year he done had the ball twenty times. And what did he do? He delivered. Oh, one hundred and five. He delivered. So yeah, man, this was a good win, solid and. It's just funny because, man, you've been arguing. I wouldn't say arguing. Well, debating is a, a better word um, with other peoples about about this game. And um, we seem to be right. I told you guys earlier. We told them earlier that Josh Allen would give us a pick. We didn't know who was going to catch it, but we know that he would give us one. Um, he did do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the defense. I cannot say enough about this defense. It just seemed like they couldn't block reader or uh, nobody up front. Like it, these guys was teeing off, and like the best thing is we was in their territory. We was we came we came we was looking for the smoke. Yeah, y'all are used to this this environment with the snow and playing at home. Hey man, they packed that thing up, and by the time you looked around the corner, it was fourteen zero. Well, I'm gonna tell you this, Cincinnati Bengals. They won the physical battle on both lines of scrimmage. The offensive line, hey, we got to give props to Akeem Adenajay, to yes, Max Sharping, to Jackson Carmen. Three new starters on the offensive line, but the Bengals came out physical, asserting the run game. In all, the Bengals had 34 run plays, 36 pass plays. They knew they had to lean into the run game. 172 yards on the ground. The defensive line, you said it with DJ Reader and company, they dominated the line of scrimmage. That, the, the Bills couldn't run the ball on us, whether it was with Josh Allen or any other running backs. Once you can dominate and control the line of scrimmage, you know what happens? You get 30 first downs for the game. That's what Joe Burrow and the offense did for the Bengals. You rush for 172 yards on the ground. You have uh, an average of six yards on every first down snap. That's what they average. So that means you're never in third and long. Right. You're already I mean, ahead of the you ahead of the sticks. That's right. Like we the, you get off to a fast start, you score 14 points um before they could even blink. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, look in the eyes of Josh Allen, and he was stunned. He was stunned. The fans were stunned. That's why I said Joe Burrow literally snatched the heart out of the Buffalo Bills as a team. He did it with the fans. We hijacked the crowd. When you and can we, go we, on the road, when you can go on the road in the playoffs and shut up the crowd, now the team started feeling that intensity. The players yes. started feeling nervous. The fans started feeling nervous. And you know why they were feeling nervous? Because they knew somebody's about to go home. Yeah, <laughs> and you can you can see it too. I've never seen Diggs go over to Allen like he did. Um, like, what are you looking at, bro? Throw me the ball, Allen. Like, look, bro, it's live bullets over here. <laughs> and then he go and try to get him at the end. And then our boy Tyler Brick get the interception. Um, he man, that he's playing really good right now. Um, the young kid, I think he's playing at a real top le high level. He's been thrown in the fire. Um, and he he's answered. He absolutely has, and the Cincinnati Bengals answered by throwing an overhand right uh, to the Buffalo Bills. Let's face it, the Buffalo Bills are a very good team, one of the best teams in the NFL 
over the last five seasons. We're one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL by every single metric. And the Cincinnati Bengals, all they did was put together a complete team effort. They would score on 62% of their offensive possessions in the game, scored on six out of eight drives on the offensive side of the ball, and the defense was absolutely phenomenal. The performer of the week, brought to you by Eli Sports Bar and Grill, was none other than the guy who, the straw that stirs the drink, let's call it that, running yeah. back Joe Mixon, 105 yards, but they were tough, 100-plus yards. You know he only had 100 yards in one regular season game this year, but he came to bring some business to this Buffalo Bills team, and he was dishing it out. He wasn't taking it. And, boy, you know how it is when you get a big boy like Joe and he got them knees and, uh, uh, what do you say, over your body? How you how you said it last time? When, when he when he comes and comes downhill, That's right. and as cold as it is, you got to make a business decision right there. I will say this. This is the second game he only had 100 yards, but I think this is probably the second game he had 20 carries. When you got games right. like this, right. you know That's you right. have to answer the ball. You know it's going to be tough and physical. I, I commend Joe. Um, he haven't got the carries that he wanted this year, but he's he's answered every time we need him to. Um, it, without without these these one hundred five, I think it's a different game. He ran the the, the the little yak yards, five a pop, the six a pop. You know that's getting the chains moving. Like you said earlier, we plan a, uh, ahead of the chains. It's hard to beat us if if it's second and two and second and three. Um, I think it was a great game plan, too, man. It was a great, great game plan by the coaches. And we was out three linemen, and they yes. figured out a way. They figured out a way. So th that's that's the big, big thing that I got about it. Joe, you owe them boys a steak dinner, man. Well, that's why he's our performer of the week, because, listen, you can't have a great offense unless you have a running back like Joe Mix. You can't um, claim to be a physical offense. Listen, we know we got Joe Burrow. We know we got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst. But what Joe Mixon does, even without your three starting offensive linemen, what a Joe Mixon does, he gives your offense physicality. He gives you the intimidation factor. And I think what you were saying, because I've been saying this all week, same foot, same shoulder, Joe. That is, you, that is. you drop the hammer on a man, it's got to be same foot, same shoulder. Same shoulder. And that's how you run through people. You will run through them, not to them, but through them. And these dudes, man, they were falling off of him. But he was running with a purpose. He's healthy. He's energetic. And what I love about him, man, he set the tone and tempo in, in the middle of the week. Yeah. He, he let everybody know that he was – Totally pissed off about selling tickets to a game that the Bengals weren't expected to play in. Are you expecting the Bills to win to play in Atlanta against the Chiefs? And so you're already selling tickets. You're already counting your money. And that's why Joe Burrow said after the game, get ready for them refunds. But, the refunds. But but Joe Mixon, if you if this say like if these were two fighters, two boxers. Because a football game at some point does become a boxing match. It's yeah. about the most physical team. Somebody gonna say, you know what? I rather have. I rather end the season today. And somebody say, yeah, you you rather tap out because we keep going and you tapping out. But you gotta have the run game that represents that jab, that represents that overhand right, that represents a knockout punch. 
And so, so as great as Joe Burrow was, as great as really the, the total team played yesterday, I thought that at the very heart of it, uh, what Joe Mixon provided in the physical way that he ran the ball, 125 yards total from scrimmage. He averaged 5.3 yards per carry. He was unstoppable. I totally agree, man. And these are the times when you have to have, we said this earlier, December, January, February, on nobody every everywhere else, but in 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 the AFC North, you gotta have a run game. And we talked about that going in, um, going into the playoffs that we was gonna have to establish a run game. Man, shout out to Joe. Um, he ran hard, he deserved the uh the player of the week. Um, I think one thing that we didn't we didn't tackle with the running game. Did you see that 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 block that Chase had on uh uh the DN on that crack toast. <laughs> I said, hey. oh, everybody, they, everybody get uh-huh. in there. Like when you see stuff like that, you see your star receiver that's right. going down and taking on a defensive end and clearing it up. That, that's fun. That's fun to go back and watch, especially and, in film time. And now when you get ready to play Kansas City, and we'll talk about this when we preview that game at the end of the show, you go to Kansas City, going to watch that tape. Now, before they get up the field and start rushing the quarterback or think they're going to slam in there and stop the run, they're going to be looking like this. <laughs> they're going to know that Jamar Chase might lay you out, much like my boy Hines Ward used to. You know, Hines used to. As a wide receiver yeah. now, he was about taking somebody out. Yeah, and, Hines uh, be. It, it's good to see wide receivers on our team playing a physical brand of football. That's what the Cincinnati Bengals are about. This is a complete team. Uh, we had guys who made a lot of plays. A lot of guys could have been performer of the week. But for us, it is none other than running back Joe Mixon. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Lou Anarumo did it again. That's right. Again. How he put the shackles on one of the great quarterbacks in our league and put the handcuffs on Josh Allen. Adam Jones, I got to ask you, man. Lou Anarumo did it again. He put the handcuffs on one of the great quarterbacks in our league. Put the handcuffs on Josh Allen, limited Stephon Diggs to only five catches. How did he do it? Oh, my God. He did it again. And guess what he did? He said, we're going to make them beat us. We got really good guys up front, so we, we let them rush, and they played a hell of a game. All Everybody needed a defensive game ball on the front line and the both of the linebackers. And then we played coverage in the back end and made him throw the ball in tight spots and made him hold the ball for a second and think. Um they was halfway, by the time it was 14, I mean 17 0, they was over there looking around like what's going on. You get what I'm saying? And that gave us a chance, that gave us a chance to play coverage. Um Lou did a great job. Um the one, the uh the one uh deep ball. Oh my god, hell of a play. Hell of a play, young fella. Way hey. to stick with it, way to play all the way through the whistle. CTB yes, Cam sir. Taylor Britt, bad dude. We've been telling y'all about Cam Taylor Britt, and uh, hopefully you believe this when we told you. We fact we had him right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast earlier in the season because we know what we're looking at, Adam, particularly at that position. This guy's he's physical. He's got a cockiness and a swagger. I told told you I said he reminds me of you because yeah. that he's unapologetic with the way he plays. Man, the guy is physical. He's got the speed and he's got the poise. When that deep ball came in over his head. Soon as he they hit the hand of Gabriel Davis, he just said, "Pop, I'll take that. 
Bam! You ain't got that. I, I mean, it was a great play. In the end, and I knew Lou had the number because we held him to only seven points in the first half. We right. forced we forced three, uh, excuse me, two three and outs on the Bills' first two drives. They go three and out, and they only mm -hmm. scored seven points in the first half. We held them to three points in the second half, and I'm getting spoiled with this, Lou, because every single week, man, when we get to halftime, I say, uh oh. That's all they getting, because Lou don't give you much in the second half, man. Whatever you're going to get against the Bengals defense, you might try to get all that in the first two quarters, because yeah. on the second half, he's going to throw something at you that you ain't going to be able to handle. And you, you know what it was in this game? It was a, He was sending everybody on blitzes. Everybody. And the Lou, I, the, the look that he's giving – the first half compared to the second half. Totally different. Oh my God. Totally I, I only different. think I think we have gave given up maybe the last what six probably a touchdown in the second half, maybe. I don't even think we've gave, given up well the 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 Patriots game. Besides the Patriots game, ain't nobody really done that the second half. He's one of the best, uh, particularly at adjusting the game and not giving you the best. What he giving you in the first half is plenty good. What he gives you in the second half is downright stingy. I can tell you that right now. He's held Josh Allen only 59% completion rate. Josh Allen uh, did not throw a touchdown pass in this game. Um, Josh Allen was held only 26 yards rushing in the game. And again, holding them to only three points. In the second half, this is one of the most um, complete offenses in the NFL. They're one of the top five scoring offenses in the National Football League. Held only 10 points on the day, multiple three and outs, um, and they couldn't finish off drives in the red zone. They only finished off one inside the red zone. Got down there three times and only got one touchdown on the entire day. Phenomenal job by Luana Romo. Phenomenal job, man, by my boy Mike Hilton. Mike was coming right. off that corner like he bringing some smoke at him. Come on now. Hey, look, hey, <laughs> another thing, they are tackling good too. Like these, yeah. ain't nobody, ain't no, ain't no yak yards going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like going, we going. I think Mike is playing at a high level too. He had uh, three or four good plays. I know the the one he came off the corner. The one he came up when he when uh, Allen was about to take off, that was a hell of a tackle. It looked like he yeah. came out of nowhere on that one. Um, we got some good stuff going. Like I said, I thought the safeties uh, would have had a pick this week, but our boy had one, so it didn't matter. Um, I think Jesse and uh, Tufo is playing at a high level, man. Yeah, they had to let the rookie get some love. You yeah. know, number 29, Cameron Taylor Britt. Uh, the boy is bringing it. Oh, by the way, Stephon Diggs was held to four catches on 35 yards. I said five catches earlier in the show. Wanted to make sure I correct that. And you know, look, you and I keep it real on this show. In so much that it hurts our heart when we got to come in hard on somebody because we feel like we're your big brothers and we got to let you know. So Eli Apple, just to let you know, we love you, bro. And you brought your business this week against the Bills. Thank you. I see you. I see you flying around out there, not giving up cheap touchdowns, looking in the backfield. The backfield. So, Thank Adam, you. you and I know we came down hard on him. We, not, we, okay, we love you, you. We love, we love you. you. We love you. And we want to give you your flowers today. That's right. We just need you to keep doing what you're doing. You had a hell of a game this weekend, man. You played with some spunk. 
You kept your eyes out of the backfield. You kept your eyes on the key this week. That's and right. that's the key, brother. And remember this. Man Solomon on here would never say nothing to, like, hurt you or or or, or, or down you as a person. But we're going to critique your game. That's right. Young fella. It's and not, all we want to do not is personal. keep your eyes out of the backfield, man. It's not, per it's not personal. It's just critique as ball. We all been there. Hey, yeah. I, I remember giving up a touchdown looking in the backfield. That's how I know not to do it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I done got double moved and bombed on. Yes, it won't be doing that again. I can remember sure. Dick LeBeau saying, okay, you see this here? And then he taught you how to play it. You could see through your man to the quarterback. But when you're a man covered, take your eyes and put it on your man. You do right. not look at the quarterback. And he would always say, they're not throwing it to you. So why are you looking yeah. at the quarterback? Look yeah. at the man you covering, and uh, and ever since then, this is in the fraternity of defensive backs, Eli Apple. We got nothing but love for you, bro. So keep keep bringing it. And you were physical in this game against Buffalo as well, man. We're gonna need you that to do that again in Kansas City. Speaking of Kansas sure. City, let's take a break. We're gonna come back, tell everybody what they could expect as we get to head back to Kansas City play the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship again. When I talked to Mike Hilton earlier today and I asked him, what is the mindset about this game? He said, been there, done that. Look, man, we've played the Kansas City Chiefs. They might as well be in our division. Because in one calendar year, we're going to play them for the fourth time. The Bengals have won uh, each of the last three games. Every last one of them been very close. You go back to the regular season game last year in 2021, we won that game 34-31, one by three points. And then we beat them in the AFC Championship game 27-24 to in overtime, we won by three points. We played them earlier this year, week 13, beat them by the same score, 27-24, to week 13, won by three points. These games are close. They're hotly contested. So what's going to be the difference in this fourth time around? Um, it's hard to beat a team four times. I will say that, but this is what I think, Sally. I don't think they have the secondary that can match up with our guys. Good um, point. Good point. Yep. So, and I think we have a, a really good defense where they can't really just go and score – you know, they are, they are a quick team. They like to go boom, 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 boom. And um, Andy Reid does a great job with the offense. But I think our our strength is we got three guys, four guys. I don't think they have not one DB in the whole secondary that can guard. You can pick one of them out. Put the best defensive back guy on, on, on whichever one you want. I think we still win that matchup. The question is we got to protect them to give them time. Here's the deal. You're dead all right. They can't match up with our guys. They don't have the personnel. Sometimes, forget about records. In the NFL, particularly in the playoffs, it's about matchups. And I think the reason why the Bengals have won three in a row, I think we just match up very well against them. They don't match up well against uh, a Jamar Chase, a, a T. Higgins, a Tyler Boyd, a Hayden Hurst, a Joe Mixon, a Samar J. P. Ryan, a Trenton Irwin, they don't have enough guys to cover our guys. And at the end of the day, our second half adjustments have been phenomenal every time we've played them. Um, let's keep in mind, and, and look, I don't expect him to play any less than he always plays. 
But the mobility of Patrick Mahomes is something to reckon with. And he's dealing with a severe ankle injury. He left the game, came back in the game. But you and I both know once the adrenaline of all that wears off, he's going to be in a walking boot. I'm sure he's going to be tough to practice. He's going to play because he's a warrior. He, this yeah. dude is a – he's a dude now. But when you can't practice to really play your game and have that mobility, we're going to force him to stay in the pocket, and he's going to have to make all his plays in the pocket. In that sense, he's going to be somewhat limited. Yeah, and um, like you said, the ankle is hard to play with a bad spring ankle, um, especially as a quarterback. You got to push off of your ankle, and it's going to be cold. So you put that in there with the cold and the ankle, got to push off of it. I don't know. Um, I'm eager to see, but guess what, Solid? I want him at his best. It doesn't matter. We want him at his best. I'm eager to see how, how Lou line this thing up this week and and uh, and the different ways he's going to attack these guys. But I just feel offensive-wise, they can't match up with us. They haven't stopped us not one time. Yeah. Um, the last time before last, we had too many penalties, and we still won the game. So all the time that every time we played them, only time we've hurt ourselves is when we do something to ourselves. They haven't really did nothing to stop us. I would say, like we had twenty penalties in one game. Well, what we have to do is get the timely takeaways. That's something this defense has continued to do under Lou Anaromo. I don't think we can talk about that enough. The way that we would get the timely. Turnover, not even to mention a 98-yard return by Sam Hubbard, record-setting return, fumble for a touchdown that we saw in the wild-card game. But we've done it every single week. Cam Taylor-Britt had the one this week. Against Travis Kelsey, week 13, it was Jermaine Pratt. Who is it going to be this week? We know it's going to be somebody because that's something that this team has always been good at, coming up with the timely takeaway. Not giving up the explosive plays with the exception of Eli Apple looking in the backfield and giving Anthony Brown a 41-yard touchdown pass. Uh, that's what really kind of got us. Uh, we're not giving up those anymore. So if we can do that, get the timely takeaways, uh, eliminate the big shot, don't give up those big plays, uh, I don't think they match up with our offense, and our defense um, is going to keep the score down by giving them something different in the second half of the game. We can win four in a row just because I think we have a good we're a good matchup. We're a difficult matchup for them. And I think the way that our guys is playing, the way that they come out and what they're doing, this is simply phenomenal. Um, every single time they play. And I think they got a chip on their shoulder, Adam. Uh, they they are a team of destiny in a way that when Mike Hilton said it, when they reported for uh training camp during minicamp, he said, Oh. Last year wasn't no fluke, and we're about to show them. And that's exactly why they're right back here again playing in the AFC title game for the second year in a row. It's phenomenal. It's great, man. Shout out to all the coaches. Zach, um, Taylor, you've done an unbelievable job with the guys. Lou, you have got the other side together. They playing with spunk. They playing with fun. You can tell they fresh. I love it, man. It's a great time to be a Bengals fan. This is what they call the golden age of being a Cincinnati Bengal. Over the last yeah. two years, we have Joe Burrow to thank for a lot of this. We have Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor and his tremendous coaching staff. In the previous 52 years, the Bengals have won a total of five postseason games. 
I was lucky to say I was on three of those teams that won in three, three games in the postseason, but only five in the first 52 years of the history of the franchise. Joe Burrow shows up and they won five in two years. <laughs> and guess I what? In five and didn't win one. <laughs> and guess what? This year, we win it two more. Yes, sir. We need two more, baby. Two more. And then we hoisted a Vince Lombardi trophy. Hey, this has been a wonderful edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. We want to thank you for joining us not only today, but throughout the uh, entire season. It's been great bringing you Bingo's news, notes, and nuggets from around uh, the year. Again, it's been a pleasurable time to cover this team and all the great things that are happening in Cincinnati. Uh, I just want to know who's going to get the game ball next week because Zach Taylor is going to be delivering a ball after we play in this AFC Championship game. Thank you for joining us, Cincinnati. We love you. We thank you for joining us. This has been the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics right here on Valley Sports Ohio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.